millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to episode number 82 of the Scottish History Podcast. My name is Owen Innes and this week we are finally at the end of our series on the Isle of Skye, taking our little road trip around the island. So this week we're going to be talking about Portree on the Isle of Skye, as well as the features of the Trotternish Peninsula. So join me for episode number 82 of the Scottish History Podcast. So then folks, starting off with Portree. Portree could be labelled as the capital of Skye, uh, as it is the largest settlement with a population of just over 2.5 thousand people, so 2,500 people or so live in Portree. However, during the height of the summer season, you can easily have over double that amount staying within the town. Now, around about 939 people at the last census uh, in Portree are registered as Gaelic-speaking that makes up around 37% of the population of Portree. Now, the name Portree and its translation are a little bit contested. Um, It is believed that one of the translations could mean the Royal Port, Uh, after a visit from King James V in 1540, but it could also mean sloped harbour. What we do know, though, is that prior to around 1540, given the implication that potentially it does mean royal port, uh, the town was called Kiltaraglin, named after Talarican, who was a Scottish bishop of the 8th century. Now, the port itself was a popular spot from which people from the island would leave Scotland for America due to the extreme poverty in both the 17 and 1800s. However, the port and town were kind of saved a little bit by the influx in boats that were arriving to the island from mainland Scotland and the Outer Hebrides, who would end up resting for the evenings in Portree. This then helped uh, as well begin the export of various goods, including fish, for which Portree became known for. Nowadays, though, Portree really does rely on tourism, with over £200 million per year generated just on the Isle of Skye in general. Portree will generate quite a considerable amount of that money. This, however, does mean that Skye, and of course Portree in particular, are extremely overcrowded at times, and I can assure you that that is indeed the case. 
So my advice, if you're visiting the Isle of Skye, and indeed even just a day trip to Portree, plan plenty enough ahead. Book ahead. Do not just turn up expecting bed and breakfasts, or hotels, or even food. Make sure you're booked well up in advance. Now, from Portree, I typically like to drive the Trotternish Peninsula, or the Trotternish Loop, in a clockwise direction. So, heading up the west first, and then coming back down the eastern side. So, that is how I'm going to explain things in this podcast. So, we leave Portree, and the first main destination that we're going to head to will be the village of Uig, spelled U-I-G. Or pronounced Uig, either or. However, before you come down the hill into Uig, you can visit the Fairy Glen. It is not signposted, so you will need to use Google Maps. Now, the Fairy Glen is like a miniature version of the Kurang, uh, which we're going to be talking about a little bit later. But the name itself does suggest fairies. However, this is with the fairy pools in really name only, uh, as there are no fairy tales really to tell about this particular site. It is, however, a wonderful place to spend some time and does involve some muddy hiking, so be prepared. Now, you may see pictures on the internet of stones at the glen that have been arranged in this kind of spiral pattern in the middle of the glen. Now, unfortunately, this was made up. It was invented by some tour guide from some tour company. Um, and that this uh, spiral was something to do with the fairies. You walked around this. It's complete and utter nonsense. Please do not remove stones from anywhere on the island or even from the Fairy Glen in general in order to place into this spiral. This is not true. Do not do it. All you're doing is ruining the landscape and and harming potential future grazing land. So please do not follow suit with this. And if you see anyone doing this, please enlighten them as well. With places like the Isle of Skye, it is best to keep this particular phrase in your mind. And that is, take nothing but photographs, leave nothing but footprints. Again, as you leave the Fairy Glen this time, uh, outside of Uig is a little building that is called Captain William Fraser's Folly. Now this is a round tower that was built around about 1860 for people to come and pay their taxes during the time of the Highland Clearances. Now in 1884, Captain William Fraser uh, tried to evict a family from uh, nearby Staffin that we're going to talk about later on. However, they refused to move. So Captain Fraser actually called in the government army and the police. Now they all showed up. Um, However, they actually failed to do anything whatsoever. uh, And this particular family ended up remaining in their home. Um, This folly was then sold on uh, and it did actually become uh, a family home for a while until it was completely abandoned at some point in the 1950s. And now when you head into Uig itself, now Uig is Norse for bay, um, so it makes total sense when you actually see Uig itself. Uh, you can tell that it is a bay. It even has the ferry terminal, which takes you off to Tarbert on the island of Harris. 
Um, now, there isn't really much in Uig, of course, um, but uh, it is still worth a visit and definitely worth a visit to go to the Sky Brewing Company, uh, who have recently, I just found out, uh, released their own in-house gin, uh, which I can't wait to get a hold of a bottle of that. Um, now, of course, their beers are absolutely awesome as well. They've got Sky Blue, Sky Red, Sky Gold, Sky Black. They have uh, all of these amazing um, proper Scottish beers. So, whilst there, do not hesitate to head to the Sky Brewery, as well as uh, you've got the Uig Pottery next door, um, or nearby, sorry, and there's a there's a little kind of haberdashery next door to the brewery, but I can't remember the name of it, unfortunately. Uh, but it is well worthy of a stop. Now, from Uig, you're then going to head up towards Kilmuir. Now, the road up there is interesting. You do have a hairpin bend to get yourself around there. Um, but uh, this next stop for me is probably my favourite part of the Isle of Skye. A spot that I've never once failed to visit with my tours, uh, and that is the Sky Museum of Island Life. Easily found once again using Google Maps. Now this museum was opened back in 1965 by a local farmer and gives you an accurate depiction on how people lived on the islands as recently as the late 1950s. Now the shop at the museum itself sells many wares including Harris Tweed that is made on the Outer Hebridean island of Lewis and Harris of which you can see on a clear day across the minch that's the body of water that you see so on a nice clear day you will see the minch the body of water stretching out towards Lewis and Harris off there in the distance. Now, the museum itself have recently opened a cafe. Uh, the owner is absolutely amazing. Um, he's also got Highland cows up there as well. Very uh, comfortable and safe spot to see the Highland cows. Now, if you see the owner uh, kicking around, you can ask him um, to call the cows over, which is a very impressive thing to see indeed. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, so they sell coffee and cakes. I must admit their vegan flapjacks are insanely good. Uh, even for someone like myself who isn't even vegan. So get yourself up there and get yourself a nice little coffee and cake. They're also serving pizzas around about lunchtime as well. Now up the hill from the museum, uh, and if you're just standing at the museum and look up the hill, you'll be able to see uh, a big white tall monument. Now this is the grave of Flora MacDonald who we talked about in an earlier episode about uh, the Highlands uh, clearances and um, about uh, the Battle of Culloden and Bonnie Prince Charlie. So Flora MacDonald is known as the Highland heroine and the saviour of Bonnie Prince Charlie. Now, within this particular graveyard, there are some other interesting graves uh, in this old cemetery, including one of a man whose gravestone could potentially and is reportedly the boulder that actually killed him. Now also next to the older cemetery where Flora's grave is, you will see a newer cemetery which has a memorial to the fashion designer Lee Alexander McQueen that you may have also heard of. Now after that you're then going to drive around the most northerly point on the Isle of Skye and past part of the Kerrang. But right now we're headed for Duntullum. Now this is the site of a castle, former stronghold of Clan MacDonald before their move to Armadale Castle. Now there's not much of the castle left anymore as prior to moving to Armadale Castle 
The McDonald's built a house at Monkstadt using the stone from Duntulm in order to do so. The Monkstadt house has actually recently been expertly restored by uh, the McQueen family. Um, looks like a very, very lovely house and lodge uh, or lodges to, to stay in. So if you're looking for somewhere um, a little bit nice and fancy for your stay on the Isle of Skye, certainly seems like Monkstad House might be worth a shout as well. This is very suddenly starting to sound like a podcast full of adverts. But there you go. Now next up is arguably the most beautiful place on the entire Isle of Skye. The aforementioned Kirang. Now the term Kirang comes from the Old Norse meaning round fold. Now it's the only part of the Trotternish Ridge to still suffer the landslips to this day. For this reason it is known as an ever-changing landscape. The Kirang Loop hike that you can do from the Kirang car park, again easily found on Google Maps, takes around three hours to complete. Uh, it is around 4.2 miles, 6.75 kilometres, so almost 7 kilometres, and involves 370 metres or 1,230 feet in ascent and descent. Uh, it has some of the most stunning views, however, that you'll see anywhere in Scotland, let alone even on the Isle of Skye, so do not miss out on the Kurang Walk. Also, remember to pay for your parking, and don't park in the minibus spaces you will get fined for this. So make sure that you're parked correctly in the correct bay. Now from the Kurang, you'll come down into Staffin Village. But you want to follow the signs first of all for Ancoran and the Staffin Beach. As this is where you will find at low tide, you just go onto Google and Google Staffin Beach, Tide Times. Now at... Uh, Low tide down at Staffin Beach you will find dinosaur footprints. Now these uh, mostly 170 million year old footprints are even more impressive to see in the flesh than they are just on pictures. I did put a picture of one of them up on Facebook or Instagram fairly recently uh, so go back and check them out. Now, just outside of Staffin, uh, you'll find the Staffin Dinosaur Museum, run by a guy called Dougald Ross. Now, he bought uh, this old schoolhouse uh, to be his own little museum. He bought this back in 1976 when he was literally just a teenager to show off his collection of fossils and uh, dinosaur finds that he had found, including a world record smallest dinosaur footprint ever found of just one 0.7 centimetres or two-thirds of an inch if that's your measurement of choice. Now the museum here once again is absolutely fantastic. It's £4 for an adult. It's very, very cheap. £10 for a family ticket. I think it's £2 for children or something. Make sure that especially if you've got kids, take them in there to see the fossils up close. It is honestly absolutely superb. Well worth a visit. Now, after the Dinosaur Museum, you're only a 30-second drive away from Kilt Rock. As of today, the new car park at Kilt Rock has been opened and the site has reopened. It's been closed for a number of months to build this brand new car park because the car park before was way too small. And so we now actually have parking facilities uh, at Kilt Rock and it is a place that definitely I can now 
recommend to head off to. Now, Kilt Rock is a 90 metre or 300 foot cliff face formed of basalt rock. Now, these basalt columns sit on top of a layer of sandstone. And as you look at it, it can resemble a kilt. And some would even say that they can make out tartan patterns uh, within the rock as well, depending on if the rock is wet or dry or is, has been wet and is drying. So it does look pretty awesome. Now to add, there is also a waterfall at this point too, where we have Meout Falls. Meout spelled M-E-A-L-T. Now Meout Falls, they plummet that full distance from the car park cliff to the surface of the sea, which adds just more to the beauty of this place. On a very windy day, sometimes that waterfall does not touch the sea. However, it'll blow over the side and then blow right back over. There's also great views of the Trottenish Ridge from here, over the sea to the Isle of Rona, the Isle of Rassi, and even in the distance, the Scottish mainland. I've also seen dolphins and whales swimming around in the Sound of Rassi which is the body of water down below your feet. Now, if you want waterfalls, then also be sure to check out Lealt. So that's L-E-A-L-T. Lealt Falls and the Bride's Veil Falls, which is, if you're on following my uh, my lead here, you're going to head past the car parks for the Old Man of Storm, and eventually you'll find the Bride's Veil Falls on the right-hand side. And this, of course, then leads us to our final spot, on the Trotternish Peninsula and the final spot for this podcast, the ever-impressive Old Man of Storr. Now, the Old Man of Storr is a rock pinnacle created by water erosion uh, back in times when water levels were much higher than they are today. Now, the Storr has a number of hikes around it as well, um, but the most common one is, of course, to get pictures of the Old Man, this big rock pinnacle, and that hike can take around two hours to complete and covers a distance of around four kilometres or 2.4 miles on some nice new paths which have just been recently upgraded, included public restrooms also. Now the old man store itself stands at 160 feet tall or 50 metres and dominates the attention even over the towering store ridge uh, itself behind. It's a great place to end the day of travelling around the Isle of Skye and a great way to end this Sky series of podcasts. So folks, that is it in terms of our Sky series. I hope that this has helped out. It's been great to speak to uh, so many people recently, um, especially fellow tour guides uh, that I've been seeing out and about. So it's, uh, it's great and hopefully this podcast is even helping you guys as well. So... Folks, it's been an absolute uh, pleasure going through this uh, this little podcast uh, series. Uh, obviously, I've got uh, more content coming up in the future uh, once I uh, get some time to write those down. So thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you would like to, of course, hear some more, make sure that you subscribe on your podcast app and make sure that you leave a little review wherever it is that you listen to the podcast. If you'd like to be in touch, uh, then please do so through the social media outlets, Facebook, Instagram. You can also send me an email on scotthistorypod at gmail.com or you can even catch me on my website, which is scotthistorypod.com. 
Aside from that, if you wish to support the podcast in any way, uh, it is much appreciated. You can do so through Patreon, which is P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Scott History Pod. It is much appreciated if you do decide to donate and it is uh, goes towards paying for the fees of hosting this particular podcast. So thank you very much to everyone who has recently become a patron. Many thanks once again, folks, and I will see you again next time. <laughs>